So first of all, I just want to start with, I just want to thank you for being here, Bertrand. Um, me and you go back a long time, man. Long so time, this bro. is like- Roommates. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. With the Cardinals, man, a lot of stories, but we're going to keep it real PG on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, hey, before we get started, man, I just wanted to kind of let, you know, I want you to give an opportunity or have an opportunity to kind of talk about yourself. You know, I can sit here and brag on you, but, you know, I just want everybody to tell you, you know, where'd you go to college and then like when you got drafted and kind of just give us a little background on yourself. All right. Well, I went to college at the University of Notre Dame, played in the NFL for 12 years with Indianapolis, drafted in Indianapolis, uh, also spent time in Denver yeah. and then finished my career here in Arizona. Yeah. And so it's been a long time since I put that uniform on. <laughs> it's been about 14 years. Really? It's been and we're at a we're at a point now, Russ, where I've actually been retired longer than I actually played. I'm probably right there with you now that I think about it. Yeah. Like, you know what? We don't need to do that, man. Yeah. Don't make us feel but old. I'm, I'm happy about that, though, because I'm I'm happily retired. Man. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I look at the game now, and I see these young guys and how fast they are and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it's it's amazing to think that we actually played the same game. And once upon a time, we looked like that. <laughs> so right? that, that's a good place to start. So yeah. one of the things that I had kind of talked to you about, what do you think about the athletes now? Do you think they're better than we were? Do you think they're the same? Is it? I mean, like – Cause I look at it sometimes, yeah. and you know, my boys playing, your boys playing, and you watch the kids, and you're like, "Damn, are they that much better than us?" Or has the game passed us by? No, I don't think they're better than us. I think they've had more access earlier. Yeah, I think had we had us as kids, yeah, yeah, we'd be a lot further yeah. along, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it turned out pretty well for I us. I think so. I think already. we did pretty good. But I think for our kids. You always want better for yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And you and I both are in that situation now. And man, first of all, congratulations to Deuce, man. Thank I, you. He's bro. killing it, bro. Thank you, I'm, man. I appreciate, I, it. I appreciate. I feel it. like it's my son out there. Yeah, oh, absolutely, that's kid. exactly what it is, man. man. It takes a village, and yeah, all you guys bro. came up with him. He yeah, doesn't remember y'all, but he's like, "Well, Dad, who's that?" I'm like, "Man, that's so and so." And he's like, "How you doing, Mister So and So?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember being on the field with him after they lost that game to Chandler in at the in the Open Championship. Yeah, and yeah. I remember going up to him and. I was just like, man, you know, I'm I'm one of your dad's good friends. Uh, you played your tail off. You yeah. have nothing to hang your head about. I'll yeah. never forget that. And I just remember that, seeing that feeling that he had, mm -hmm. and then just experiencing it with my son. Yeah, I was just, just about to say ago. that. Yeah, uh, it's you know, anytime you come up short, man, it's it's a uh, it's a tough feeling. And unfortunately, I got a lot of experience with that too we both do i mean yeah. but you know how hard is that man like because for me when when i saw him and i saw him give everything in that game mm -hmm. and then to come up short like that and as a father as a parent you feel like i need to do something i've got to help him through this yeah. and there's nothing you can do except give him a hug and tell him you love him it's the worst feeling in the world russ because <laughs> When we were playing, we actually could do something about it. We yeah. could put our helmet on, put our uniform on, Absolutely. and we can go and, and, and determine the outcome, so yeah. to speak. Now you're just the dad. Now you're just sitting and watching, and, and yeah. that's – that's one of the hardest things I've had oh, to adjust to. Absolutely. And so uh, just to kind of finish talking about me, recently, uh, well, not recently, about four years ago, I started a, a business where I trained guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you saw Deuce. Your yes. first time you saw him was at uh, Saguaro. At Saguaro. That was the first time you ran into him. And I told him, I said, like, give him to me. Yeah. Give yeah. him to me. <laughs> um, so, you know, being able to train those guys one-on-one yeah. -on -one and give them some of the things that I've been able to acquire mm -hmm. over my career, I think it it gives those young men a chance to really elevate their ability to play yeah. at the yeah. next level and, and beyond. And I've been able to 
and fortunate enough to coach not only high school kids but younger and older. I've got three guys in the league right now that I'm training um, and a couple of guys in college. So, you know, I really love what I do. I think it's something that I never saw myself as a coach per se. And I never saw myself as a teacher because my mother was a teacher for 37 years. Uh, and so I said, I'll never I'll never do what she did. But, man, here I am. Yeah, and, exactly. That's what coaching is. And I'm going to blow your mind with this one. I just got my L1 level of stretch practitioner okay. with Ann. Yeah, yeah. Ann so, Fredrickson. Yeah, so, yeah. She kept me healthy for a long time. Stretch to win. And so l- let me just say this because this is something that, that came to my attention just fairly recently, I want to say like two weeks ago, Ann told me that you were the first one to tell me about her. Really? Yeah, you were the first one because we were roommates, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were telling me about going to get stretched and all this other stuff, and and I was a knucklehead. <laughs> I was one of those guys. I was like, <laughs> I've gotten there. I've gotten this far by myself. Mm-hmm. What's the point of doing all of yes. this extra stuff? Yes. And when I tell you I finally gave in in 2008, Four wow. years after I after you first told me about her, it saved my career. It gave me two more years on my career. And so I appreciate you, man. Hey, man I appreciate I, you hey, planting absolutely. that seed because you planted the seed, but it wasn't until four years later when I didn't have an alternative. I had nowhere else to go. I had three straight season-ending injuries. Yeah. I had two uh, triceps and I had a pec. And had it not been for Ann and her team keeping me together, I was kind of like Humpty Dumpty. I was like a real (laughs) live version of Humpty Dumpty. I I wouldn't be where I am today, and I wouldn't have had those last two years where I was able to experience a Super Bowl appearance and another playoff appearance. So that's great. you know, I really appreciate you. For oh, that, absolutely, man. no problem. Yeah. But did she tell you how I first came across her? No, she didn't. I was in a training camp with the Cardinals, mm. and it was a break or some kind of lull between practices. So I'm walking through the lobby, and this is when we were still up at Flagstaff and a little. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so oh, I'm walking in the cot. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's what it felt like out there. Like, man, what are we in prison? And so I'm walking through the lobby, and I see like three or four guys like laid out on these tables mm-hmm. and I see this little bitty lady like mm-hmm. five foot two mm-hmm. just rolling mm-hmm. these big guys around and I'm looking like what what the hell's going on over yeah. there? Yeah. So I kind of creeped in and she saw me in the background. She said, hey, come on, get on the table. I'm like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, well, I stretch people. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, and she started giving me yeah. the whole spill and I'm yeah. like, kind of like you, like, dude, I've gotten this far yeah, on my own. Yeah, I yeah. don't need all this. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got on the table, like, you know, mm-hmm. sure, I'll try it. And she started rolling me around and I was like, oh my God, I could feel stuff aligning yeah. and popping. And then she did the one where she puts her elbow between your legs oh, yes. and I was squeezing. I heard like this loud, like, pow. Yes. And she goes, don't worry, everything's still there. And I'm like, what just happened? And you, you know how Ann is. Ann is like one of the guys. Some of the jokes she makes is like, whoa, I'm offended by that joke. Yeah, but yeah. she has done a great job with, yeah, with her profession. And, yeah. and you don't understand how important stretching is when you're playing. Like you hear, all right, let's stretch. Everybody Correct. goes through the little you know, mediocre yes. high knees yes. and let's warm up. But you yes. don't really, after the games, you right. don't go get stretched. You don't take care of your body. So that's so great to hear how it extended your career. Yeah, man. So 
and, and that to me is just one of the great things about taking care of your body. And like we were talking about earlier, we were saying how the kids, are they better? Are they the same? They just have more knowledge. They have more information at their fingertips. So things that I would tell dudes like, hey, we need to go over to LA Fitness after the game. You need to get in the cold tub yeah. and you need to take care of your body. So yeah. that that's awesome. So it added, so when you got those pec injuries, I mean, that's an adversity. Like, mm-hmm. how did you deal with that? Like, cause I mean, I had a bicep tendon tear and I thought it was over. Yeah, I had, so I had back-to-back years. So this is how crazy it was. I had, first I tore my pec in 05. Okay. And it was the first time I'd really experienced real trauma to yeah. my body. Yeah. You know, I'd had a, a, a grade two separation over here that I missed a couple of games, but nothing that was gonna keep me off the field for an extended yeah. period of time, right? Yeah. So I go and I get the pec done and I go get it by Dr. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, real good Alabama. doctor. He did my And um, so I thought, okay, this is, you know, no problem. I missed the second half of that year. You know, things weren't going great anyway. So it was like, you know, I remember Coach Green kind of telling me, you know, hey, man, just take it easy. Come back stronger than ever right, next right. year. You know, he was like, we, we'd love to have you, but, you know, it, it's in your best interest considering yeah. the team where we weren't standings and all right, that kind of yeah. stuff. Go ahead and get yourself ready for the next year. And so uh, we come back to next year and the exact same weekend – Three straight years, my daughter's birthday weekend, the oh, second man. week in November, I had three tendons pop off in consecutive years. Oh. And so after the third one, I'm thinking to myself, Russ, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, like what's Why is my, my body, body breaking down on me mm-hmm. like this? And, of course, the first thing that comes to your mind is my career is over. Yeah. Because at this point, the best ability is availability. Yeah, and <laughs> absolutely. when you're not available, they're not gonna keep you around. Not and you can be as good as you want, but if you're not on the field producing, mm-hmm. they're gonna find somebody that can't produce. <laughs> yes, they will. So uh, I, I did have to, uh, what do they call it, restructure my contract, uh, yeah, which is yeah. called, it's a pay cut for yeah, all yeah, those out there. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, and, just keep it real, it's it, a pay it's, cut. It's a pay cut, <laughs> you, you get fired temporarily. <laughs> so you got fired temporarily, um, took that pay cut and, and came back and, and that's when I said, okay, now I gotta do everything that I can yeah. to make sure that I'm okay physically. Because yeah, mentally, yeah. I was still okay, yeah. but I was teetering. Yeah, it takes a toll. It takes a toll, man, yeah. and I, I felt like, if this is my career, I want to at least go out walking off the field. Yes, yes. I don't want to go out like mm-hmm. I went out the last three years, having yeah. to be helped off the field or yeah. or feeling less than my whole self. Right, right. So I said, I'm going to put everything I got into this year, and then I'm just going to see what happens year to year. Right, right. So same thing. During camp, in flag, uh, they tell me about uh, and again, and I'm like, all right. I had three straight years. I, I, Let me at try. At this point, it can't hurt. It can't hurt. You know what I mean? And the first time I got on that table, my mentality was so poor, bro. Like, yeah. I've told her, I said, I went on that table like a defensive player. What do you mean? I went on the table and I said, you're not going to move me. <laughs> I Literally, like, <laughs> mentally, I had a mouthpiece in, I had a helmet on, I had shoulder pads on. Because at that point, I'm still not buying what she's selling. Okay. I and I'm you. like, so you're being right. stubborn. I'm, I'm extremely yeah, stubborn. Yeah. Extremely headstrong. Same qualities that made me a great yeah, player. Yeah, absolutely. Makes you a bad, you Get know, a bad uh, patient. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I went in, and I mean, with after 30 minutes of finally just not giving in, I finally gave in. And I got to tell you, I went straight to sleep. Yeah. 
I went straight to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I said, if anybody can make me feel that relaxed, it's got to be good. Yeah. And I felt like a champ the rest of that camp. Mm-hmm. And so from then on, I was like, I'm yours. So like when I get on the table now, bro, I'm completely surrendered. Like, oh, I got absolutely. Back, like I, you I'm come in, out. kick your shoes yeah. off like you're at yeah, home, about go. to go to bed or something. You lay down. With and the she's Aussie got- bites, though. You know the Aussie <laughs> bites. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you know, it was a complete transformation for me. And I think having her and that team with Kelly and 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 Brian and all those guys, Jimmy, they were they were instrumental in keeping me physically together yes but that kept me mentally together yes yes because then i was still able to go back out there and feel like myself again mm-hmm. on the field so to a long long-winded answer to your question is i was able to kind of stay mentally involved because i was able to really lock in on what i had to do every single day right each day i had to commit to something like mm-hmm. it's either going to be stretch or it's going to be weight training yeah it's going to be nutrition or it's going to be you know just making sure that i'm i'm doing all the things that i'm supposed to do yeah. or uh be a dad yeah you yeah. know because that's part yeah. of it too you yes know, absolutely you know you, you you sacrifice a lot of that family time but you got to give them something yeah you can't yeah, just absolutely. be absent absolutely the entire season you so, have to be there for them um it was it was quite a journey for me at the end of the, uh, my career russ but i think having that that single-minded focus of yes. taking each day for what it is yeah. and not looking too far ahead. Yeah. I think that was really key in yeah. me staying engaged and finishing strong in my career. Yeah, I know I, I know what you mean. Like when I tore my bicep tendon, like, I mean, that's the first thing you think. If you've never had a major injury in your entire career, I mean, you've had nicks and bruises mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a game or two missed mm-hmm. here, but when somebody tells you you're gonna miss an entire season. Yeah. So not only am I worried about my own physical health, but now mentally you gotta stay focused, like you said. Correct. And then you start things running through your mind, like, well, are they gonna draft somebody to take my mm-hmm. place? Is mm-hmm. it, am I gonna to come back 100%. Yep. So it, it just goes into kind of what I've talked about and it goes into that mental wellness. Yep. I mean, because you're in your mind, you're your own biggest enemy because you're like, well, I heard, and it's the second year in a row, and what if they do this to me? And you start getting into panic modes and you start, so you have to find something to keep you mentally focused. So I, 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 I go back and forth. I had, uh, I had Spencer on here and we were talking about mental health and I was one of those guys in the beginning that I was kind of like you, like yeah. dude, you're you know you're a football player. You right. got to get through it. You got to tough it out. You got to do all these things. But then when you have a your own kid and he's playing the sport, you recognize certain things. Like man, he's going through something right now. Correct. And you start seeing it, so you want them to do better. And you're like, hey man, you want to talk about something? Do you need something? Do you need someone you can talk to? Because right. one of the greatest things Deuce could have told me. Um, and we were at home, and, and I, you know, he was just like, "Yeah, Dad, you know, I go talk to a therapist." And I was like, "Oh my God, like that's so good!" Like it wasn't that negative stereotype, like, "What's wrong with you? You're crazy. You can't handle yourself." It was like, "I'm so glad that you know that you need help, and you can go do that because that was something that we didn't know. I mean, we knew it, but it was like, "Ah, uh, you, you're a football player. You got to be tougher than that." Russ, that could have been that. That's to be that. Locked in at that age yeah. to be what nineteen twenty? Yeah, yeah. Says, he'll be twenty in December. <laughs> crazy. So well, my son will be eighteen. <laughs> crazy. But to think that they have such an advantage and there's more, there's more awareness now, mm-hmm. and there's there's more opportunities. Yes. Uh, because to be honest, when when we played, 
not to say that we played, you know, a thousand. I know, years right? Ago. It sounds like we played with leather helmets. <laughs> but, but when we, you know, in the in the '90s, football was still that same sport. It was still that you know jacked up and yes. and, and you know the people getting hits. knocked out. You know, like who's the toughest? The yes. toughest team is yeah. going to win. There wasn't a lot of sympathy for any any type of perceived weakness off the field right. or even on the field. Right. If Absolutely. you feel like you're going through something, man, you just got to toughen it up yes. and, and and you know deal with that when you got time on your own, but while you're on company time, no, you need to get this thing yeah, done. Yeah, I, I don't care about that. So yeah. and and I love that because I think it's the Bears that I saw this. Um they have a lady on the sideline. They, they have a therapist at practice on the sidelines wow. to like talk to these guys. And of course, like you just said, you know, we grew up in an era where it was like, strap it up, you got your mm-hmm. bell rung, get back in there. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your problems at home. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw that, of course, my first thing was like, these boys are soft. Mm. You know, you start, mm. uh, you start mm. bad mouthing them. And then you, until you take a second and sit back and you start reflecting on like, man, I remember I had some bad games in it. Maybe if I had somebody to talk to, I would have dealt with that situation better. Absolutely. Maybe I wouldn't have gone home and, Absolutely. you know, at everybody around me. Dealt with it real time. Dealt with it in real time, so yeah. by the time you get home, it's not an issue. That's correct. And 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 it's funny that we're even talking about this because me and my wife, we we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. She's just like, you know, it's unfortunate that you feel that way because I want home to be a safe space. I want you to feel like you can tell me these things. I want you and Deuce to tell me these things. And and as a man, you're like, oh well, I'm not gonna do that, and I'm not gonna. I, I'm tough, and I can handle this, and it it can wear on you, and it can wear you down. Like, absolutely. Have you ever? Like I, I guess I'm gonna ask this question because when I talk with dudes when we did an episode, he was telling me things and I was like, Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it had to deal with stress. Mm-hmm. It had to do with anxiety, yep. fear. Yep. Like he didn't he didn't know how to cope with it. And he was just like, Okay, I, I wanna play in this game, but I don't wanna start because I don't wanna mess up, but you can start somebody else. So have you seen that in your own son? So with 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 Bertrand or Boos, as I call him, uh, <laughs> only the family's allowed to call him Boos, so I can call him Boos. Okay. I now you put it out there. Now you put it out there. It's too late. <laughs> it's a great nickname. I mean, short for Caboose. My nickname is B Train, so he's at the end. But that's the story for another day. Um, <laughs> he, you know, I've seen him go through all the gamut of emotions mm-hmm. on the football field. I've yeah. seen him pure joy. Yeah. I've seen him pure dejected. Yeah. Uh, last or two nights ago, I saw him. I'm going to say melancholy. Really? Yeah, he was melancholy because he saw the end was near, and I pulled him aside at halftime, and I said, listen, man, you got 24 minutes of the rest of your high school career. Wow. You should have your tongue hanging out of your mouth by the time you're finished with this game. And he understood that. He he heard that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I saw – I watched him throughout the course of the game, and as it started to slip away, you could just see this – it's yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he wasn't upset. He wasn't throwing things. He wasn't um, belligerent. He wasn't, you know, irate. He wasn't throwing things. He was just. He had accepted the fact that it was over, yeah. and he was doing the best he could to just console his teammates. Yeah, man. and 
Russ, I got to say, I was as proud of him in that moment as I've ever been yes. with him doing anything on the field as mm-hmm. far as plays or anything like that because there was a level of maturity that I don't even know I had. Oh, I would have never had that at that age. Even at the end of my career, even yeah. as a 34-year-old grown man, I don't think I had that that level of maturity yeah. at any point in my career that he already has at 17, half mm-hmm. my age. Yeah. And so for him to show that in that moment and to be that um, collected, yes. I, it, as a father, I don't think I could have been any prouder of him than what I was. Yeah. You know, of course you want the score to look a little different. Absolutely. But for him to be okay with it and to know that he was gonna be all right mentally, yes. I think that was as calming a moment as I could have had yeah. under those circumstances. Cause yeah. I know I'm still kind of feeling a certain way after right. the game. Cause you start going back everything that happened and you start replaying in your the, head. You play the game three times, three, mm-hmm. four times. We, we've all done it. Yes, yeah, yeah. we're perfectionists, that's what we do. Right. But I think for him, he may do that, but he was still self-aware in the moment to say, this isn't gonna happen for us. But more importantly, I see my teammates hurting. Let yes. me go be there for them. Yes, let me be there for and them. And man, it, it just- Brings tears to your eyes, man. man. It, it brings does, tears to your like, Right yeah. now, like- Yeah, you know, I know, like I'm I, just listening to you, so it's making me think about when Deuce came after that loss, and it was like, all you can do is hug him. That's all you can do, bro. And, and, and I tell him you love him. You tell him you love him, That's and it. you did you play your hardest? And he's like, yeah, and I could I could just hear the pain yeah. in his voice, and it was like, yeah. like I can't do anything. Yeah. And it's so helpless, yeah. man. That is, oh, you know God. that that leads me to another issue, Russ. Is most athletes, if we're really honest, mm-hmm. we experience a level of success. But very few athletes get to go out the way that they really want to go oh, out. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. How do you make that transition as far as an individual knowing that you've worked all your life into making this as as big and as successful as it can possibly be? Right. Then you reach that ultimate level. You actually reach the mountaintop like uh-huh. yourself. You win a Super Bowl. Right. And then it's like, okay, now what? It's like the the greatest high, and where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? Yeah. So and it's like so when you go from football, it's your last game because, like you said, like I would have loved to have gone out the way I wanted to. You know, I won the Super Bowl; it was mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. and then I got injured. Mm. You know, and uh, I remember I got I I got hurt and working out, and I rolled my ankle pretty good, and I was like, man, you know, I'm getting old. Like this is. My body wasn't recovering the way I thought it should. Right. And so it makes you start wondering, like, is this, you know, gosh, this is 12, 13 years. That's it. It's a long time. And you yeah. start looking at all these things and you're not bouncing back as quick. Do you want to put in the work? Do you want to put in the work that it takes to come back? And yeah. I remember getting a call from um, the Patriots and they were talking about bringing me in for a year. And I just remember, like, oh, wow, the Patriots. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But there was that part of me that was like, Russell, physically, can mm. you do it? Mm. Do you want to do it? And do you want to do it? <laughs> and those are real questions that you have to deal with. You're like, physically, I don't know if I can. And to be honest, I don't even know if I want to anymore. You know, Russ, I have on my phone right now, I, I'm not going to prove it, but <laughs> I I have as my screensaver a picture of myself at 17. You got to show me that afterwards. 17-year-old me. 17-year-old me, brother. <laughs> and the reason I have that on my phone is that I always wanted to be true to that guy. Because if you go back to that 17-year-old Russell Davis, wow. 
senior in high school, that dude thought he could can he could conquer oh my anything. God, you couldn't have told me I wouldn't be on the moon by now. Right? And so I always tried to live in a way that that guy would be impressed. The 17-year-old me would be impressed because he felt like he could do anything long as he stayed healthy and as yeah. long as he did what he was supposed to do. Injuries don't happen though. Injuries you don't, know, you don't happen. Doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can you can do whatever it is that you want. You can play as long as you want. Yeah. You can make as much money as you want. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that There's is no out end of the realm sight. of possibility for yeah. you. And so I always try to handle myself, even today, making sure that that 17-year-old me would be proud. Wow, now you put me on the spot, man. No, man, no, no. But no, I know because I'm going to think that's about just for me. Because I, I, that's just huge because when you think about that, I'm like, would 17-year-old Russell what be would he proud of, of 48-year-old Russell? What would he think of? And, and I, and I got to think, yes, because I have a 19-year-old son and I have a 21-year-old daughter and, and I see all the, the great things that I wanted to do or that I wanted for me. Yep. I see it through them. Yep. So I'm like. I think, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I think 17-year-old Russell might be a little proud of the old man right you know now. What I mean? Like, because as you talk, like I'm listening to you and you talk about your son and you talk about your kids and you're like, and they did this and they did that. And right. I'm like, you know, I'm swelling up with pride because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's as a parent, that's what you want for your kid. What like, can I do you? Yeah, what can I do for you? How can I make your life so much yeah. easier than mine? And I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. I'm not trying to run your life, but I've been down this road. Let me help you, yeah. please. Don't yeah. you don't have to go at it alone. So yeah. man, that that's that's awesome. Like I that's a great like thing to think about to look back and say, would a 17, 18-year-old Russell be proud of me right now? Absolutely, brother. Oh, it's wow. it's it's food for thought. And I I've come to the conclusion that my son is the only man that I'll ever be happy that he outdid me. When he's better than you. When is that the, the greatest quote ever? It's the best quote ever, man. I am the only man that will be happy for you when you're better than me. That's correct. That is, yes. And yeah. I'm gonna give you every opportunity, I'm gonna give you every advantage that I can possibly give you. And if you do it, all I'm gonna do is smile and, and be the all proud I'm gonna do dad. is be the proud. Like you just you smile like I do, just yeah. sitting back thinking about it. You're yeah. like, dude, all I want you to do is to be successful, man. Correct. When you have success, I'm like, dude, that yeah, you came from me. I, I mean, told not you to that. mention both our sons are the second, so you yeah, know, yeah, we, yeah. So it's a no lot of pressure, pressure on them. <laughs> so do you think that adds pressure to them? Because like I said, I had Deuce in here talking to him, yeah. and he told me he goes, Dad, you know, I never felt any pressure to be Russell. Mm. I always could be me I always he goes I love football for me he goes I started playing because you wanted me to but I got my love and he said I just took it from there so when you see can't call him Caboose just Boose yeah Boose (laughs) Boose sorry sorry. like what do you see that in your boy too absolutely and I see it because one he never tried to be me when he first got to Highland he was a receiver Right, <laughs> so he tried to go the complete opposite route because back then Odell Beckham was that guy. Yes, and everybody oh saw God. the catch, and mm-hmm. everybody wanted to do that, and and you know he was big and he was fast, and so uh, he thought he could ultimately be him. In his first year on varsity, he was a receiver. Oh, wow. So then his junior year, I said, Nah, bro, you 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 look like me and you built like me. <laughs> so we we gonna, that's we gonna, a good thing. Though. That's a good. We thing. gonna get that hand in the ground and we gonna we gonna go get after quarterbacks. You know, instead of catching passes from, we gonna go tap. Yes, yes. And so it's 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 worked out. And I think for him, 
he never he never wore my numbers. He never mm-hmm. uh, tried to emulate me. He always tried to carve out his own niche. And yeah. I think for him, it's really worked. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, he has his own identity at his school. He's uh, he and his senior class have have done tremendous things. I'm extremely proud of them. Yeah. And he did it his way. Like he yeah. took little snippets from me. Absolutely, he, he listened. Times times that I didn't think he was listening. He was oh listening. my god! Don't even get started on that. <laughs> but most times I think they're not listening. No, they're absolutely <laughs> listening. Especially with with us as dads, and and they understand that it's a it's a tremendous responsibility. Yeah, to have that name because we gave them good standing names. Yes, yes. Or I should say names with good standing. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, and so they had to find their own way to make sure their name stood by yes, themselves. Yeah. And so far so good with both our yeah, sons. Yeah, man. I, and, I just just along those same lines, it was like when Deuce first got to high school and he wore my number, there was like so much pride, like, oh my God, he's wearing my number. But then there was always that you don't have to be me. Right. Like I, I respect it. I love the fact that you're wearing that number and it makes me feel so good. Yeah. I feel like as a father, as a parent, you're saying to me by wearing that, like, dude, I love you. Yep. You and mom have done such yep. a great job and this is my way I appreciate of honoring. You. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah. But I think my one of my most proud moments with him was his senior year when he switched his jersey. Mm-hmm. When he went to number six, that yep. was like Okay, I've done. I've tried to do dad. I've tried to do mom. I've tried to do me. No, let me let me do me. And I think that was when he really had the most fun. He stepped out. I I felt like he wasn't in that shadow of Russell Davis the second anymore. He's now Deuce Davis. That's him. That's his identity. That's his identity. And I'm Deuce's dad. That's right. You know, like it wasn't. Oh well. Oh Russell. Oh your dad played football. Mm. It's now like, hey, you're Deuce's dad, right? That's right. And like like we said earlier. I'm the only man that's going to be happy for you when you, when outdo, you me. outdo me. That's right. And so for him, it was just like when he got that number six, and I was like, dude, whatever. D Lyman don't wear number six. <laughs> and I started to really, that six grew on me. Yeah. You know, he's a slim body. So, yeah. you know, he yeah. didn't have all that girth yeah. like he I did. So it looked like we got, you know what I mean? <laughs> we tried to act like we ain't got it. You know, we got, we got it in droves. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we got it a little bit too much. But it, it was like you said, it's like when you see your kid being their mm. own man, yeah. there's nothing more satisfying, I feel like, as a father or as a parent to see your kid grow up. And to be like, no, Dad, I got it. Yeah, and I mean, it hurts to 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 let go, mm-hmm. but when you see them flying and you see them sailing, you're like, yeah, yeah. man, I did that's that. Me, right? That's yeah. me. That's my yeah. boy. That's my. You know, that's my. Yeah, you know, that's mine. Yeah, that's, that's mine. mine. I did that. Yeah, that's all me. I mean, yeah, he's got a mom. Yeah, she she's back there yeah, somewhere. You know, but she, that's me right she there. Put a little something on it. A little something on it. <laughs> so so where is he? Like how's school for him right now? Like what's going on with that? So I told him, and I wanted him to really lock in because unfortunately, at the beginning of the season, he wound up breaking his collarbone. Ooh, and he missed five weeks of the season oh, this gosh. year. But he was able to come back, uh, I think, game seven, something like that, yeah. and and really just finish strong. And, and they were able to uh, go on and get into the open. And like I said, they were in the semifinals this yeah. past Saturday. I think for him, based on what he did last year, because last year he had a really good year. Okay. He was able to really catch a lot of people, I don't want to say by surprise, but to change positions uh-huh. and to do something completely different than what he had trained to do the first two years I think the fact that it came so natural to him and he finally admitted me admitted to me that at the end of the season like (laughs) 
Yeah, this feels natural. I was like, Yeah, yeah, baby. Put your hand uh, on in the dirt. Get that uh, hand you know, dirty. Just saying, you know, like that, that explosion, you know, they pay good for that too. You know they what pay mean? a lot of money for that. Like, you know, between catching the balls and going to get quarterbacks, you know, the pay scale's a little different. But, you know, that's that's a uh, that's a story for another day. But I felt like he really came into his own last year. Yeah. And that was a lot of momentum building and then unfortunately after the second week having that that injury in practice yeah. it kind of set him back but the thing that I saw with him Russ was that he was able to stay engaged yes. and really still be that leader even though he wasn't on the field right. with his guys he was still present he was at every practice he was at every meeting yeah. he didn't miss uh he was on game day he was coaching them up as the games were going on right. like the coach would give him the game plan then when they broke the huddle he would give the the defensive lineman a little bit yeah, of, pointer, of intel yeah. here yeah. and there, and so uh, I was just proud of the way that he stayed engaged. And then he hit the ground running, came back. I think he had a two piece, no fries. Oh yeah, uh, that's right good. Out of the gate, you got you, know yeah, you got to translate that for those people so who don't understand. For two piece, no fries. That's that's two sacks. You know, when, when you, <laughs> you know, for defensive lineman sacks, you know, you Huge. spell it you spell it dollar sign A C K S. You know what I mean? Yes. But uh, he was able to to come in and and make an immediate impact and and uh, really help his team kind of get over that hump. There was something kind of missing. Like yeah, it was a yeah. good team, but they were really able to kind of take it to that next level once he was able to get back. And I was really proud of him for one, staying with it and yes. not getting down and all that kind of good stuff. And so uh, they had a great run. Uh, his four years, they were able to accomplish some things. And, you know, hey, I think he has a real shot at playing at the next level. Okay. I'm not sure where that is. Right. I don't care where that yeah. is as long as it's not in my house. Because um, <laughs> we won't be at our house, you know, yeah, yeah. once he graduates. Go, you know, we're going to change a whole lot. There's going to yeah. be a whole lot of life changes after he graduates. But um, I think he's going to go somewhere and, and, and really be a great asset to whatever program yeah. chooses to bring him in. You know, it, it's amazing that as I'm listening to you, and you probably don't even think about this because I hear it all the time and people are like, you're in the frame. Like when you step back and look at the picture, you would be amazed. And as I'm listening to you and, and you're talking about him and you're like, well, he was locked in and even though he was hurt and I'm looking at you, I'm like, bro, you, you realize he got that from his father. <laughs> like I, I, I'm being, think about that, man, because yeah. what you were talking about earlier and how you dealt with adversity mm -hmm. and how you were better for it, yep. you were able to then pass it along to your son. And when yeah. he got hurt, he had somebody at home who he could come to. Once again, that mental stability yep. that we're talking about, yep. I can go home and talk to my father who's been through this multiple times and he came out on the other side better for it. It's great and for him. It is, and I'm listening to you and I'm just, all I can hear in my mind is, good job, B-Train. <laughs> oh, good job, B-Train. You know, like, great job, Dad. Just gotta love your sons, man. You know, you we to. love our we love our children and, and we try not to differentiate between daughters and sons. There is a difference. There's, There's difference. a difference There's in how difference. you relate to your daughter and how you relate to your son. Yeah. There's no question. I have two daughters. And I relate to them completely differently. Very different. Than I Very do different. I have way more patience for my daughter. Way more. <laughs> and you do way more for yes, them. Yes, yes. But with with him also, he understands that he has to take that next step. Mm -hmm. And part of that is kind of learning to do things on his own, kind of yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. And there's times where I want to give him advice. He's like, let me figure it out. Dad. Yeah, yeah. I got it. And you're like sitting you said, there waiting. I got this. You're waiting like, uh, yeah, uh, I, I got I, you. I can help. I, yeah. 
I got some for that, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I can make that so vault. much easier. Check it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. It's, it's, it's good to see him, one, wanting to do it. Yes, yes. And then, two, actually having the ability to actually think himself through and out of situations. Yeah, yeah. Or into situations, yeah, yeah. depending Sometimes on the Sometimes they overthink it. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> but look, man, I've had a great time. But before we go, mm. um, I wanted to ask you a question because I always kind of ask people because we had kind of touched on it a little bit when you said you got your picture of 17-year-old B-Train. Yeah, so, no, 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 okay. <laughs> now, if you could go back to that guy. Wow. You got to send me that picture. I got to put that out there. I got to put that out there. I don't know where I'm going to put it. But if you could give some advice to these young kids and these parents who are going through it right now, mm-hmm. they're looking at recruitment, mm-hmm. they're looking at what high schools to go to, they're just looking at how do I do or how do I give my kid the best opportunity? Like, what advice would you give them? The first thing I would say is find a situation that is best for you right. as a 17, 18 year old young yeah. man. The second thing I would tell them is go where you're needed and not tolerated. Mm. Cause a lot of times young guys they want to go to the 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 shiny program. Yeah, they want to go to the Alabamas or the even the Oregons yeah, or the, Oregons, the, yeah. the Georgias or yeah. the you know the Michigans. My son's favorite team is Michigan. <laughs> as as a, as a domer, you know that that. Yeah, I was like that doesn't sit well with you. That doesn't sit well at all, and he constantly throws this nonsense in my face. I'm like, okay, how many championships in the last twenty years? Right, but right. you know, we'll we'll wait. <laughs> um, but you want to go where you're uh, appreciated and not tolerated, yeah. and then where you can go and make an impact now. Don't mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. It, with all of the the different things that are going against high school kids now with yes. transfer portal, mm-hmm. uh COVID year. You yeah. got six seven year, year you got twenty two, twenty three. Twenty five year olds. Seven years coming back for their seventh started. year. Don't yeah, don't eat yeah, we we're almost <laughs> you know, some of their counterparts that are the same age are like four or five year veterans in the league yes. already. You still in college. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I digress. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, find somewhere where you can go play. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to sit and waste years. Yeah, you want to go somewhere where one, <clears throat> academically, you can really take in what they're giving you and yeah. not feel overwhelmed. Yes, yeah. sometimes you go to these bigger schools and they don't have a lot of patience for yeah. young guys mm-hmm. because you know they're telling you okay here's the curriculum here's your syllabus i'll see you in december yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> figure it out figure you know out. we got test this week this week and this week everything else is on you yeah and for a lot of young people not just men but the young ladies as yeah. well th- they're used to a different way of learning yeah. they're used to the day in and day out reinforcement of okay we're going over the curriculum mm-hmm. again and again and again and again now you got to read it for yourself. Yeah, they give you the book at the beginning of the year. It's like, okay, I expect you to know it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna test you on it yeah. at different stages. Whether you're ready or not. Whether you're ready or not. <laughs> so, um, just find your place. Everybody has a place. Right, right. Find yours. Try not to go in with the thought of I'm only gonna be here for a set amount of time. Yeah. You know, I understand the transfer portal. It's helped a lot of people, but it has. Hurt a lot of people. Hurt a well. lot. There's of a lot of kids women, still man. sitting in that portal, man. I mean, wasting away. Wasting away, yeah. And, you know, find a place where you can really f- consider it home. Find a group of guys that you can relate to and make the most of it. Don't yeah. th- try not to try not to school hop. Yeah. I mean, I 
I get it. I'm not I'm not downing it by any stretch of the imagination, but I love the fact that I went to one college. Yeah, yeah. You so know, all of my all of my memories are based on one school. Yeah. And most of the guys, you know, I had either four, three, two, or one year with and they're great memories. Yeah. You know, absolutely. a lot of those guys I have a thread of like twenty seven of my former teammates that I talk to every week. Wow. Every time it's game week, we talk, we get yeah. on the horn yeah. and we start texting each other yeah. and it's blowing up and you know, uh, you know, my Where son's like, man, your phone is going. That's only on uh, Saturday, son. But they only, I was like, it's only one day, man. <laughs> it's only know? one day a week. <laughs> so, you know, you'd be all right. You know, if yeah. you want to do something else, go do something else. <laughs> it's another TV upstairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, but really just find your place and, 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 work hard at it don't yeah. don't think about the if it doesn't work out don't let that be your mentality like yeah. don't go in with that mentality yeah, yeah. Like, because well, if, if you already out, do that here. You, you're never going to stay there yeah. as soon as the, the slightest adversity arises mm-hmm. you out yeah what does that say about the rest of your life because yeah. the real world doesn't work like that you don't get really to just doesn't. up and go and like change that. jobs i don't like it here anymore i don't like it anymore i want to go somewhere else yeah. oh really okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets real real fast yes. faster than you like to admit it yes sir, yes, sir. <laughs> so yes, anyway sir. look i appreciate you coming on here yeah, and having pleasure and being a part of this man it's been good My seeing man. you brother thanks for tuning in to the route don't forget to subscribe and connect with us on socials for exclusive updates we'll see you next week Thank you.